Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude Tony on Tap, and we are here after a nine-nothing victory for the Chicago White Sox to complete the four-game sweep. Before we get into this game, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at ontapsportsnet at Socks on Tap, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So give us a five-star rating and review. Tony, guess what we're going to do right now? This is what we're going to do. What are we going to do? We're going to crack them because go. we just completed the sweep, and it was fucking a pleasure to watch that. It was an absolute pleasure to watch good baseball, not only played against Detroit, but this all started off Sunday when we beat the Cardinals. So it, it, it's all seemed to carry over, and we haven't been on the mic in a while because of me moving and all this crazy shit going on. Um, but, man, number one, how are you? Number two, what did you think about these last five games and the sweep? And number three, what are you expecting out of the next series? Very loaded questions here. Well, number one, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, you and I have not been able to cross paths in a while. This feels fucking fantastic to be back on a mic with you. Uh, number two, how do I feel about the last five games? It's been the best stretch of baseball that the White Sox have played so far this year, in my opinion. Um, things are starting to come together. The offense has been alive. You're starting to see the White Sox actually play good baseball at home, and that was a big question mark uh, coming into that Cardinals series. And then you see them lose uh, both games of that doubleheader. They've turned it around here. Detroit was the perfect dose of medicine that this White Sox team needed to get themselves back on track. Here we are. The next series, oh boy, oh boy. Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox, Crosstown Series, these games matter right now. They matter so fucking much, Buzz. I think we're going to take two out of three, Buzz. It's early predictions, but Sox have done well at Wrigley uh, in the last year. Uh, you're going to get a team that's rolling in off of a fresh sweep uh, of the Detroit Tigers. The offense is alive. Just keep it rolling. Keep it moving. Hopefully we see Luis Robert back in the lineup for those games. But that's how I'm feeling. How are you doing? And same questions right back at you. I forgot the order of them already, but I'm doing fine. I really uh, enjoyed uh, the last five games here. I was able to get on the Sunday fun day with Johnny, and then I recorded with Steve on Tuesday. Um, yeah, this is to echo what you just said. It's been an absolute pleasure the last five games. It's been it, there's no question about it. Tony, you hit the nail on the head. It's been the best stretch of baseball they played all year. If anybody ever argue with you, I think they're absolutely fucking insane. Um, and I'm good. I'm, I'm good, man. I, you know, it, it, everything's good. We're settled in the new house. The baby will be here uh, this weekend at some point. So uh, everything's going great right now. Everything's starting to finally move and get a little bit more smooth after 
the mountains I was in the, and the hurdles I was traveling through through those couple weeks. So I'm, I'm all good. But let's break into this fucking game here, man. This one was awesome from top to bottom. The White Sox come out and pretty much fuck Turnbull up right away. Yes. He lets up three runs, Tone, in, in, in the first inning. And I, I believe it was like a 27 or 28 pitch first inning. I mean, homie got rocked. He just he couldn't he couldn't keep up. You know, um, I, I don't know what to say, man. This offense is just clicking, and it's amazing. Well, I think a big portion of that man has been Tim Anderson, and yeah. I mean, still hitting three seventy nine after this one today. Another two hits, two runs scored for Timmy. Um, another long ball for him today, and we, yep. we've seen this really really positive stretch where Tim Anderson has really just been the spark plug for this offense. And when you've got him leading off and he's doing things, it, it just it starts to set the table for the rest of this lineup. And, and even even today, when you're down Yasmani Grandal and Luis Robert and you've got, you know, Nomar Mazzara batting six somewhere that I, I don't want him to be. You still had so much so much offensive production from these guys. Even Danny Mendick getting into the mix there, and, and James McCann's bat's just been on fire as well. So it's been very very good baseball to watch over this last stretch here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And echoing your point about Tim, um, that dude's unbelievable. He gets a stolen base today. Um, hits a dinger. You know, I think he had two, yeah, he had two runs because Abreu brought him in at one point as well. I mean, it, it was just absolutely fantastic. He and Tony, I ate my words. I think it was with Steve. I think I did it. I don't remember if me and Nani talked about it on Sunday, but I ate my words because in the beginning of the season, I wanted to leave him in the seven hole because he looked more comfortable there last year. That looked like that was where Tim was at his best. Yes. Um, the leadoff position is a high pressure spot in the lineup it's like you know you had you're setting the tone for your lineup and he's answered that bell with i mean flying colors he's been absolutely fantastic this year guys hitting fucking dingers he's getting on base he's stealing bases i believe him and luis robert are the only two that have stolen bases on the team so far um but i mean i'm just again uh as far as tim anderson goes i can't say anything bad he's been absolutely fantastic and i'm i'm super happy for that for him and for that um, as well as Jose Abreu is finally kind of putting it together. He's raised his average up to uh, 292. Yeah. So Jose, Jose's know. been Jose's been quietly getting back to the Jose that uh, that we want to see, especially out of the three spot or four spot or wherever he is. I know that was a, a point of contention at some point uh, during the season. Uh, why is Abreu continuously batting third? Well, right now um, I don't have a problem with it. I don't know about you. No, he's showing you why. I mean, he's producing him and Eloy Jimenez are uh, tied in in, uh, in ribbies right now. They both have 19 on the year, and it was really funny because when Abreu drove in those uh, those two runs in the eighth inning, wasn't it the eighth they scored those runs? Yeah, it was the eighth inning. Uh, Jose Abreu hits that double, and he took the lead from Eloy Jimenez as having the most ribbies on the team, and then Eloy comes up right after uh, <laughs> Abreu and smacks uh, that dinger in the bottom of the eighth there to to tie once again with Jose Abreu for um, leading the team in, in ribbies. But, yeah, dude, I, I think Jose's producing. It looks like Eloy's getting a little bit more comfortable. He drew um, – I believe Eloy drew a walk today, didn't he? Eloy drew a walk today. I know Mankata walked a couple times. I mean, the, this lineup 
from top to bottom has been absolutely fantastic. And, and Turnbull and the rest of the uh, Detroit pitchers had, had just nothing for, for them. The Sox got 12 hits today, man, and they scored nine runs off those 12 hits. So That's being opportunistic, as our guy Johnny would say, and that's damn cool and tough. Another really cool and tough effort came from Lucas Giolito on the mound today. Buzz, seven innings pitch, only gives up three hits, one walk. I believe this ties his career record, 13 strikeouts on the day. His ERA lowers to a 3.89 after that rocky first game that he had this year. He is he has turned it around. He's turned a corner here. He is looking like an ace. Uh, shout out Jordan Lazowski. I'm gonna say that quietly under my breath. Uh, and then you know you go to Cordero for two innings, and that guy, he has looked very special out of the bullpen so far this year as well. Um, sitting at a 4.35 ERA today, he struck out two, uh, did give up two hits, but he's been a solid piece in that bullpen. Buzz, any thoughts on the pitching? Uh, you know, I think the pitching's been, you know, it was great today. It was, it was pretty much been good all series here. I know me and you didn't get to talk about it yesterday because we weren't on the show together, but you know how long I've been waiting for Dane Dunning. Yes. I, I mean, I I don't know. And I know I get made fun of for the fucking whole Carson Fulmer thing. And I, you shot that in the, <laughs> you shot that in the chat today. He's like, your boy, your boy is DFA. And I'm like, ah, and I'm like, ah, shit, that's not cool. I feel bad for him because he's such a nice dude. But, no, Dane Dunning yesterday pitched great. I mean, this whole effort from the pitching staff um, from Sunday on, really, I mean, the offense has been hot, too. I mean, let's yes. not, you know. It's easy but, to it's easy to pitch with right. a three-run, three four-run lead. Yes. And, you know, that, that's how it should be with this lineup, that they right. should be expecting to pitch with leads. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Giolito, as far as Giolito today, uh, breaking ball tone, that was working. Fastball was working. Um, he, he looked good. I mean, he, he looked good because his last start against St. Louis wasn't all that cool and tough. No. So he had a rough time. Um, you know, and then, of course, you see all that shit on Twitter. Oh, well, see, I told y'all guys because, you know, he only played against the Royals and the Tigers last year and yada, yada, yada. You know, you see a lot of that on, on Twitter these days when Lucas does bad. But I think that we both know from watching baseball so long and most of our listeners know that, Lucas changed his game last year, and he's going to keep getting better, and sometimes he's going to have rough games. It's just a part of being a pitcher. Yes. And today he came out and he answered, you know, answered that, you know, that of the bell again where people were kind of get ragging on him about that Cardinal start, and he comes out, strikes out 13, doesn't let up a run, and our offense just backs him up the whole time, and it was perfect. It was, today was a perfect baseball game. Yes, it was. And there's nothing better than uh, an afternoon baseball game to uh, wash a few beers down, enjoy a White Sox winter in the afternoon on a beautiful day on the south side. Unfortunately, Buzz, we were not able to be there and take it in. But we've got to get on to the next series here. Any closing thoughts before we talk about this upcoming game against the Chicago Cubs? Just keep, I mean, just keep that same energy that the guys have been playing with. Tim's having fun. It looks like, you know, and I know people say that all the time. Oh, Tim's having fun. He looks like he's having fun, but he really is. And I think it's a good juju thing mm -hmm. for the clubhouse. And I just think if they bring in that same energy that they've kept from Sunday to today, which is Thursday, if they keep that same energy going against the Cubs here, I, I think that the Cubs are going to have a very not great time. They're going to have a bad time. Yes. And they've got Dallas Keuchel on the mound. He has... A 3.07 ERA, 16 strikeouts. He comes in at 3-2. and two. Uh, They'll be facing off against John Lester, 2-0, 2.74 ERA, 14 strikeouts. Keuchel uh, has been very, very good 
this mm-hmm. year so far for the White Sox. I, I would say he is the best offseason acquisition so far that this team has had, Buzz. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have to agree with you. I mean, you know, obviously uh, Edwin has not really panned out the way that we kind of thought. I mean, he's starting to kind of find it, it looks like. I mean, he took a walk today. I think he took two walks. I can't remember. But, you know, he took a walk today. He had those two dingers um, on Wednesday night. You know, uh, Grandal hasn't been what we've wanted him to be yet. But, I mean, again, it's just probably circumstantial because of uh, everything that's going on with COVID, throwing these guys' schedules and professions off a little bit there. Yeah. But Keuchel's been a constant professional. He's been fucking fantastic. And I, I agree. He's been the best offseason acquisition uh, for the White Sox because he's been consistent over his starts. Um and, you know, the only thing that he's really battling has been not not getting run support yep. here and there. Yep. And and, that, and that's really what it is. It's not – we're not – he's not three and two because he let up a bunch of fucking runs or anything. He just – we just didn't get the run support. So that's why I said if we keep the same energy from the last couple of days and move into this Cubs series and hopefully we even step up on another level for that, that Keiko's going to get the runs that he needs tomorrow and we're going to walk away with the W. You got to pick the click for tomorrow, Buzz. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go James McCann tomorrow. Going McCann. He, he yeah. was, he's, he's been impressive lately, and, and McCann is a lifetime 364 hitter off of John Lester uh, in 11 at-bats. So he has faced him quite a bit. I am going to go with Yohan Moncada. He did not record a hit in today's ball game. Uh, did take three walks. He's seeing the ball well. Uh, I know he's going to be batting right-handed against uh, John Lester, but I, I feel like – might see one of those Yon Moncada right-handed home runs tomorrow. I think that'd be cool and tough. Oh, I, I would really, I would really hope so. I, I, I want the Sox to pounce tomorrow, man. I, I want them to pounce. I want them to get on a good winning streak. I mean, five games is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I just want to keep it going for right now, especially end this week off on a high note. Take out the Cubs, and then just you know, there's a rivalry there, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. And I want to win that rivalry. We changed you last year on this show. Oh, you did. Cubs uh, hater. Are, are you are you jacked for this? Oh, a hundred percent. And uh, you know, I got attacked again in my mentions the other day, and I had put something like, you know, someone said something to me after I put the Tim hit that one, you know, because he had the game where he hit two homers, and then I uh, I had put something on Twitter, and I had a bunch of Cubs people in my mentions. Well, how many errors did he commit? I didn't say a word about anything, and like, how many errors did he commit? So I just put, you know, the slash lines up. On Twitter, I was like, can you guess which player's which? One's batting fucking 200, one's batting 375. The one that was batting 200 was Javi Baez. So then, of course, you know, Cubs fans start coming out the woodwork again. Oh, how many years does he have? Then our own, very talented guy, our own Brian Mishler over at OnTapSports.net comes and, you know, throws in the defensive run saved. And I said that Tim Anderson can throw a bat farther than him and probably whip his ass. So that's that's how I ended that conversation um, with, with Mishler, <laughs> that uh, Tim Anderson in a cage fight would beat Javi Baez. Um, so, you know, that that's where I'm at. So um, I, I am hyped for this series. I cannot wait. Um, you know, if the Sox keep moving like they are right now, man, I the Cubs are obviously a tough team, but I think that they're going to I think they're going to take two, two or three. I, I really do. I see it. That's that's my prediction too, man. I, I gave it earlier on the show. I think the Sox are going to be able to take two or three from the Cubs. We're going to be happy, and uh, you know it, it's just always be good to beat those guys. And then we get to we get to talk a little smack in our on tap chats with, with the with the fine folks that uh, do our Cubs coverage over there 
Um, Buzz, let's give some shout-outs over to the guys at all of the different uh, team coverages that we have at ONTAP Sportsnet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we should be following, you know, the uh, the, the Cubs guys. <clears throat> mm. uh, Ron Luce, and uh, he's pretty cool, I guess, and Cody. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's about it over there. I don't really care. Uh, but, but very important today because this, <laughs> this episode, it's hard for me to do that now. Last year, before they pissed me off, I would have done it. Now, now, fuck you guys. I love you, but I hate you at the same time. It's weird. it's weird how that feels. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so tonight, though, I want to give a shout-out to Bulls Scripted, a.k.a. Keith France. Um, Matt Berklin, I know he's, not an on, he's an on-tap homie. But uh, Matt Berklin and Jordan Miller, I want those guys shouted out because all of us are huge bullheads, and tonight is the NBA draft lottery tone. So me and Goose from, or you know, Bull Scripted, he has a million names. We're going live tonight on the Bulls on Tap Twitter page at about seven fifteen, and we're inviting a bunch of people over to hang out with us, and we're gonna wait for the ping pong balls to drop, man, and see what happens. So I wanted to shout that out real quick to uh, check out at Bulls on Tap for the draft lottery tonight. So that's my shout out. And then Jordan Miller and Berkland, because they're not only huge Sox fans, but they're huge bullheads like I am. So very, very excited for that. Yeah. I, I can't wait to, uh, to see what the bulls end up with. You know, I'm not the biggest bulls guy. You've kind of drawn me in a little bit, just as I have for you for the Blackhawks. So I'll, I'll kind of shout out, uh, the guys that are over at four feathers, uh, Johnny Nani, he's on this show, uh, does a wonderful job over there running Four Feathers Pod. Along with him, Ron Luce, one of the Cubs guys that we just talked about, uh, Pat Comiskey, and uh, Blackhawks D-Zone, Austin. Uh, they do great work over there. Unfortunately, the Blackhawks season has come to an end, um, and yeah, that's that's all I've got to say there. A little depressed about it, a little depressed about it, not going to lie. Not surprised by it, but a little depressed about it. Um, it's always hard to watch your team go out, man, you know, no matter what you think is going to happen or or whatever, it just, it sucks to see your team go out. I mean, think about it. At least your team got to play in the bubble. Mine was so bad. They had to stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, at least you guys got rid of Jim Boylan. So, uh, you know, enough of that. We could turn this into a four hour state of Chicago sports here. It's been too long, but, uh, anything else before you close, we close this one down buzz. Uh, no, just. Be sure everybody's going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at ontapsportsnet, at SoxOnTap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. We'll be back tomorrow in some way, shape, form. form. Yeah, I don't know who it'll be, but some of us will be back tomorrow to uh, review the Cubs game, the the Cubs-Sox game here. So stay tuned for that. White Sox forever, man. White Sox forever. Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at 
MidwestVintageCards.com to get your quote today.